If you're trying to promote a group program and you want to use story and emotion to help sell it, there's a really powerful tool I want to talk to you about today. Welcome to Storytelling Secrets. This is the podcast for coaches, consultants, and course creators who want to unlock their core stories and use the stories to sell more online. It's a place to master persuasion and influence so you can build a deep relationship with your audience. And it's a place where real-world marketing strategies, tips, and lessons are shared freely. If that interests you, then you're in the right place. Hi, I'm Jules Dan, and I've battled my way from being a broke group fitness instructor to a full-time, in-demand, freelance email copywriter. Now, I'm ready to get to work. Follow along on my journey as I share my everyday hard-won lessons. I'm Jules Dan, and this is Storytelling Secrets. Hey, welcome back. This is Jules Dan from Storytelling Secrets. Super pumped to hear with me. Hey, before I get started, I've got two reviews I want to read out uh, because I have mentioned before, if you want to leave a review, you can also leave your website. You can give a little shout out to yourself because I'm going to read it out. Okay, first up, we've got five-star review, fab podcast, great guests. Jules is a brilliant host and books fantastic guests. Definitely worth a listen from Honest Bob the Second from Great Britain. Thanks, Thanks, Honest Bob. Uh, the next one is great host, five stars, excellent content. Jules is a great host and the info shared by his guests is helpful for any business owner looking to get more clients from their copy and storytelling by Yup KT from Australia. Really, really appreciate it. Um, but guys, if, if, you got, if you want to do it, shout out to yourself. You know, you're more welcome to. It's, uh, you know, I'm all about shameless self-promotion. But anyways... Thank you to Honest Bob and Yup KT. I really appreciate that. Um, but segueing today's podcast, what was I mentioning at the start? Okay, it's all about, I won't leave you on a cliffhanger for five minutes before I tell you. It's all about selling place. We all know the benefit of a group program. Uh, obviously, it's not as good as one-on-one. There's a different component to it that makes it really special though, that a lot of people buy into. It's the networking and it's the community. So when you have a community and someone, people at your back, right, they're there, to, they're there with you along the journey. Obviously, you've got that benefit to mingle with them, to do deals with them if they're, it's a group program. It's all really cool. We've also been, you've probably, if you've been in a group program, you may have been also been in terrible group programs where there's no community and it sucks. But a lot of the things that people buy into uh, is the community aspect. And I want to illustrate this story how when I was a gym instructor and working the gym floor, how the gym I was working at made the worst business mistake ever by by destroying the community without even trying. So let me paint the picture for you. So a few years ago when I first got hired as a gym instructor, I was about 22 years old, I believe, and my main role was to create social harmony. So it was also it was also to pick up weights, it was also to show people around, it was also to book in appointments and show people how to use the equipment, but main thing was, my job was, I had to go around, talk to people, make sure people are getting along, uh, make sure people, if people ask, hey, I want next song, I was the DJ as well, um, introduce people who look by themselves to another group of people, like, oh, this, this is a new member, like, you should go, you should talk to him, and it was a really good experience for just getting better at talking to people who I felt a bit awkward approaching normally. Um, it's, it's, it's such a powerful skill just approaching strangers and striking up a conversation. I would talk with people who are my age, 
people who are a lot older, people who are in their 80s on a bike, you know, it's a Sunday afternoon, I would chat with them and I got a lot of good feedback out of it, you know, I was, put toot my own horn, I got gym instructor of the year, uh, not that it really matters, it's nothing, I can really do, can't really do much about it, but I was doing a good job um, and there's a really strong community part of the gym, so heaps of people went to that gym, there were other gyms available, heaps of 24-7 places popping up and our gym was, you know, a bit dirty, it smelled a bit, uh, people were dropping weights, um, the music was quite loud at times, really loud and people were a bit obnoxiously loud sometimes, you know, not the best sort of environment but the community was really strong. And obviously, the gym equipment wasn't the best either. But the community was really, really strong. And people came there to socialize and get together. And um, I swear, from 5 p.m. to 9 p.m., it was just... It was, some nights, it felt like a nightclub. It was uh, a lot of fun, actually. Um, but where am I going with this? Okay, so it was a strong community. People could have gone. There's all these other cheaper options, but they paid for this one that was actually more expensive, a less inferior product, but the community was there. People paid for that. But what happened was that a few years down the track, my boss got fired. Won't go into that story. He got fired. Um, hours got sh- uh, got cut from the gym instructors. So, And then we were encouraged less and less. So hours got cut. So there was less people actually on the floor being that social harmony facilitator. And on top of that, the manager, the new manager who came in, he didn't really care about that social harmony aspect. He just wanted... Okay, show people around for appointments, clean up a bit, and that's it. Um, the rest of the two hours, they didn't see the value in that. And I tried to explain it to them, but they didn't really quite understand because, you know, as as usual, when something's good, people fuck it up. <laughs> so there'd be people who, the new people would come in and what they would do, is they, they would just sit on their phone in the back corner or they'd talk to just their regulars and then just you know, just piss off and go to the computer. And it's just like, oh, and it ruined it for everyone. It really did. But that decision that that person made to cut the person's hours killed the community. And I saw over five years, I was less and less and less and less members. On like the fifth, I remember the fifth year I was there, there was, I would say, at least half the members. All, all that sort of buzz and everything else had just gone. And it was really sad to see. And it was honestly one of the worst decisions they've probably ever made. And I'll never know why the membership, why the members were going down. They'll probably scapegoated on, oh, there's all the 24-7 stuff popping up. Oh, there's all the cheapest options. Oh, you know, there's online stuff. But really, it's the community aspect. It's the community. And it is no different when we're trying to sell a group program. People want that community, especially with COVID. One thing I've learned is that... (laughs) When you're separated and you've got no sport and you've got no friends and maybe you don't have a partner with, man, people are lonely. People want that connection and that's what a group program does for you. So this isn't really a lesson today. It's just a reminder that if you're trying to sell a group program, you know, maybe don't make a big song and dance about all the worksheets and stuff or obviously you want to talk about the results, but if it's if you're selling to affluent people, if you're selling to... People were making more than six figures. You want to really stroke their ego and say, "Hey, you're going to be you're going to be inside a group with a lot of A players. You never know the seven figure deals that might come through with this. Um, there's a lot of famous. I wouldn't say famous, but 
vanity, pride, those are the same things you want to stroke with um, more affluent people. But with someone who wants a more of a community, it's, I think I wrote this down. I'll come back to it. All right, I found it. I actually made a LinkedIn post about it. So there's three words. If you want to create more of a friendly environment, you want to create a pleasing picture. If you're trying to sell the group, sell the place. If it's a friendly environment, you want to encourage connection, camaraderie, and community. But if you're selling to more affluent, there's three words you want to look for, and that's for pride, status, and vanity. Okay? So that's a little nugget you can think of there. Especially, you've got to know exactly who you're selling to. That's really, really important. If you can tell a story that intertwines how it encourages community, camaraderie, and, and connection to people who were lost in their business, came together, didn't have any friends, and they became best friends, and they went out after after they came through the group, they met up in real life, maybe they got married, maybe they went traveling together, maybe the whole group got together on some getaway, and they just had these photos of them at the beach partying, have a great time having drinks, all this mateship. Oh, if you can show that, a photo of that, on top of the results they're going to get, that is going to sell the crap out of it, especially in this post-COVID era. But, you know, you never know until you test it. So again, if you're trying to sell a friendly environment, three words you can use are connection, camaraderie, community. If you're selling to more affluent, don't use these words, but and insinuate that joining your group program will give them pride, status, and improve their vanity or show their vanity. But anyways, that's it from that's it from me from Storytelling Secrets. If you enjoy the show, please leave a review. You can plug all you want. You can leave your website. You can say whatever you want at the end. I'll, I'll read it out. If you leave a review, it's going to get read out. And of course, if you want to go check out my latest freebie, uh, the 50 best email subject lines that let you create content on demand. It's super, super valuable. I've, I've got a super massive... <laughs> all these words. I've got a really big email swipe file with some of the best email marketers in the world, not just make money, how to make money, but people in health, wealth, relationships. And I've sucked out all their best headlines, all the best uh, subject lines. And then from that, I've even made some fill in the blank. So all you have to do is just fill in the blank and start creating content. Uh, because the hardest thing is just looking at a blanking cursor. If you can write the first two sentences, you can string together a sentence, <laughs> a story, not a sentence. <laughs> All right, that's it from me, Jules Dan. I'm out. I'm going to see you for Thursday's episode with my guest. That's it from me. See you later.